this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today are Doug Dimitrov, the incoming chair of Invest Buffalo Niagara, and Bob Zach, our outgoing chair. Today on the podcast, we talk about Buffalo's economy, both in COVID and after, and we talk to both Doug and Bob about their experience as leaders of advanced business services companies here in Buffalo and leaders more generally of the business community. We want to thank Bob for his service and thank you so much for listening and both Bob and Doug for their time. Thanks, guys. Bob, we'll start with you. Just kind of introduce yourself, your background uh, really briefly. Sure. Um, Greg, I'm Bob Zach, President and Chief Executive Officer of Merchants Mutual Insurance Company, a property and casualty insurance company that's been headquartered in Buffalo for just over 100 years. I was born and raised in Buffalo and have lived here my whole life and was among the founding investors of Invest Buffalo Niagara when it was called Buffalo Niagara Enterprise. Great. And Doug? Thanks, Greg. Uh, I'm Doug Dimitrov. I'm a partner at Phillips Lytle uh, based here in our Buffalo office. Um, And uh, I, among other things, um, work on uh, what we describe as project development matters. uh, and um, also do a lot of telecom work. Um, the, the firm um, was founded here in Buffalo in 1834. We have offices across the Northeast and also one in Canada, but um, uh, for many years have, um, for decades, and uh, have, have represented uh, clients that um, established operations here um, as, as well as elsewhere. So we've got a pretty good uh, feel for what the um, marketplaces like in Buffalo and Western New York, uh, as well as our other locations. But um, we uh, we were also a founding member of the prior uh, entity, the Buffalo Agri Enterprise Entity. Um, and I've been involved um, on the board uh, for about 15 years. Great. So, Bob, you mentioned, you know, being a founding investor and you're now ending your two-year term as the chair of our board of directors. So, you know, over that time, what are your, what have you learned from having that front row seat to, you know, our organization invest Buffalo Niagara and the region's renaissance? Probably the most important thing thing I've learned is how committed the staff at invest Buffalo Niagara is to their mission. And I tend to, and I'm a lay person when it comes to economic development, but I tend to view the mission as marketing and uh, marketing the the Western New York region to those who don't know us quite so well. And then for those who express interest to act as a full service concierge to make them feel welcome, get the information they know, uh, need, and uh, hopefully attract them to Buffalo. So I've learned a lot about the economic development business through the dedicated staff of Invest Buffalo Niagara. Uh, We've come a long way in 20 plus years, Uh, still have a bit of a road to go, and I think the current circumstances uh, position Buffalo well to succeed in the future. And Doug, same question to you. I mean, you know, you mentioned 15 years on the board, in your role with Phillips, you're involved in a lot of, you know, local economic development projects. You've even traveled with some folks on our staff to select USA conferences. So 
you know, with that up close view, what have you learned? Yeah, just picking up uh, on what Bob mentioned about the staff. The, one of the things I've learned is this really the, um, the, the, the dedication of staff and the professionalism and how they're really um, among the top um, uh, that I've worked with and seen, um, you know, not, not just in the region, but, but literally anywhere. Um, uh, and, and that really is a great help um, to, you know, businesses, but also other economic development agencies in the region um, that may have a more, a slightly narrower view. Um, so what Invest Buffalo Niagara brings and the staff in particular is expertise and a, you know, national and, and, and often international perspective on how businesses make their decisions to, uh, in terms of where to locate and where to expand. Right. So COVID obviously has had, you know, devastating public health impacts, uh, not just in our community, but across the world, really. Um, and our thoughts go out to everyone affected. Secondarily, it's impacted economies across the world, and Buffalo Niagara has not been spared. Doug, how do you see our organization playing a role in the recovery and, and kind of back to business message as we come out on the other side? Well, I think it's, again, taking that, um, that perspective, that national or even international perspective, and figuring out where the, uh, this region's strengths are uh, from an economic development perspective, and really um, you know, pressing hard on, on ensuring that the that word gets out um, to, uh, you know, to, to businesses across you know, as far a reach as we can have. Um, that you know this region is open for business, whether it's open literally or figuratively, um, you know, in, in a remote setting or not, um, and uh, and, I, and and it really sort of trying to um, market those strengths. You know, if, if if there's one strength this region's had, it's resilience, um, and uh, the COVID uh, you know pandemic um, has um, caused a lot of uh, folks, a lot of us, uh, and and many many others to be as resilient as possible, but. Um, Again, I think um, you know the, the investment in Niagara is ideally suited to to help um, uh, market the region and, and find opportunities for companies to, to to find a location that really will help their businesses. So, Bob, same question to you. I mean, uh, when the organization was formed 20 years ago, Buffalo looked very different, and we've had a lot of progress since then. You know, at that time, there was such critical need, and again, I think find ourselves in very different, but in some ways similar of a situation. How do you see Invest Buffalo Niagara playing a role in recovery? Yeah, I, I think many of the strengths we've been touting all along for Buffalo uh, ring even more true under the current circumstances. If you think about Buffalo as a less densely populated urban area with many of the benefits of, of larger cities, um, a lower dependence on mass transit and the, the greater availability of what I would call personal commuting, uh, high quality healthcare, great colleges and universities, and of course, um, no doubt the, the economic shutdown related to the pandemic will result in some job losses locally, but that just increases the supply of a really dedicated, hardworking workforce in the local area. So our benefits, I think, uh, the advantages of the area ring true. Uh, and I would even include among those advantages, uh, I think one of the better climates around the country when you consider the, the highs and lows 
at different areas experience. Uh, we don't get too high, we don't get too low, and I mean that figuratively and literally. So, you know, along that topic, let's kind of zoom out, not just Investable Finagra, but, or not just through your roles with Investable Finagra, but each of you, you know, personally in your jobs, Bob and Insurance, Doug at a law firm, are leaders at companies in what we call advanced business services. Um, you know, Bob, you just kind of laid out some of the specifics of what makes Buffalo attractive during a pandemic or immediately following a pandemic. But what are the, some of those things that you have both found valuable in Buffalo's business case to grow, you know, an office-based company, not in a pandemic, but, you know, before and what will likely be long after? And we could start with Doug. Sure. Uh, great question, Greg. I, you know, we've, um, we've had offices in many places um, in, in addition to Buffalo, and, um, and we've got great employees in all of them. But the one thing that um, definitely uh, stands out in, in my mind with respect to the, the staff here and, and uh, uh, um, you know, in other uh, clients of ours, other businesses um, that I've heard repeatedly is the, is the dedication, the commitment, um, and, and the work ethic uh, to whatever the, the task is at hand. We've had employees that are, you know, 30, 40, 50 year employees um, that are just so dedicated. Um, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and even uh, many of the, the younger employees, the folks that have joined us more recently, um, comment on um, it's a place that people really, you know, understand that they, you know, they, 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 they like getting down to work and they like getting the job done. And um, I don't think that's different in other, in, in many other places in, in this region, many other employees, employers rather, I think experience the same thing. Um, and it's not that people are just different necessarily, but, but it's sort of an historic um, uh, nature of the, of, of, of the workforce here um, that continues to carry on, um, I think, in, in this, this generation. Greg, I think there's a, um, a sense of community and trust that's offered to others by Buffalonians. Um, and of course, you can have, you can do things that would cause a Buffalonian to lose trust in you but you're given the benefit of the doubt uh, right up front. Uh, and I think in addition to the work ethic that Doug spoke of, that helps entities, any type of institution, whether it's a social institution, a corporate institution, build a sense of community among its members. And that counts for something. And um, to me, that's what rings true. And I'm not demeaning the other areas where merchants has uh, offices. It's just, I think it's exceptional in Buffalo that there's a sense of uh, community across uh, different planes. Right. And the common denominator there between both your answers being people which and talent, which is something we're heavily focused on. Um, you know, Bob, we had a, an event at in September at Hotel Henry, which feels so long ago now, oh, but wow where we launched the be in Buffalo campaign and you and I, you know, worked together a bit on the rollout of that and communication of that to the community. Um, you know, from your perspective, both in your role as a chair while we're rolling this out and at merchants, 
And you and I have talked before about, you know, the talent that you've been able to hire. How important do you think is talent attraction specifically to our, our future economy? Um, hopefully it's going to be very important, which means we can't fill the needs from within the community and the demand so great. We have to go outside of the community. Um, and I think the, the toughest part and why it's so important is there's a general lack of knowledge about Buffalo. Uh, and I'm not talking about expats. I think they, of course, understand what Buffalo's all about. But it's those who haven't experienced um, Buffalo, including some of the site selectors we had in town in September. I think they were pleasantly surprised when they, were, when they spent a couple days in town and fell, uh, found out how much we had to offer. The same has been true of people who we have relocated to Buffalo uh, to merchants. And in relatively short order, they are amazed at um, how nice the people in the city and the community are. And the, the only complaint I've heard from people who've relocated to Buffalo is that our own self-image should be better. Uh, we have much more to be proud of. Then. So that's, a, I think, one of the key elements for Invest Buffalo Niagara to focus on with the Be In Buffalo campaign is getting the message out to the right people who haven't been exposed to the Western New York area. Right, and Doug, you were one of our first ever podcast guests now three years ago, and I was listening back to prepare for today, and that was one of the things you said was, you know, over your 15 years on the board, kind of a consistent talking point in the beginning was having to convince Buffalonians themselves of the renaissance underway and and that doesn't seem to be as big of a problem anymore no i think that's right i think that it, not just the be in buffalo campaign but just some of the um you know the press that's uh that's occurred as as a result of the great things that have been going on for the last few years and, and more um and we've seen it um at, at the law firm um the number of um folks that are interested in in talking to us about opportunities to work here um has really increased, and I mean, from not just from expats, but from folks that have very little uh, connection, or in some cases, no connection. We've had some great stories um, with uh, uh, lawyers, for example, who have, have come to the firm uh, in a Buffalo office in particular um, with virtually no connections, and um, they're doing great and uh, are continuing to, to thrive and love it here. Uh, these are people from coastal areas as well as the interior parts of the country. One of the things we maybe didn't touch on before when we talked about the business case or, you know, maybe not enough for an advanced business service company is kind of that office space that these people are coming to work in. And, you know, you both have really nice offices downtown for each of your individual companies. And that can be a draw for, for talent attraction, but also the affordability of the office space, you know, as a leader of the organization, you know, it seems that would be or improve the bottom line of your company in Buffalo. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, the, the real estate costs here are highly competitive uh, compared to other parts of the country. Um, and we've seen um, successes through your efforts at Invest Buffalo Niagara in, in attracting companies that recognize that. Um, and, uh, you know, real estate, uh, you know, as, as folks uh, who, who, you know, anybody who pays attention to what's happening in the pandemic, real estate is a is a question mark for a lot of people. Um, how much real estate do they need? Um, and, uh, you know, is it the same as before the pandemic? Um, so um, I, I think that, um, you know, more attention will be paid to real estate 
more broadly, and as a result, the cost of real estate per square foot, per, per whatever measurement you, uh, people want to look at, um, is going to be important. And um, you know, th this market uh, uh, definitely is one that um, you know has some some significant advantages. Yeah, and kind of the top two things companies mentioned to us in that first conversation are those two topics we just talked about: affordability, real estate, and availability of talent. Um, Bob, you know, you don't have to look very far for some of the office um, office space kind of revolution going on in Buffalo, right around the corner. Seneca One Tower um, is starting to fill up, and how encouraging of a sign is is that to you of our renaissance and a symbol of our greater renaissance across the region. Actually, very important, and, and I, I liken it to when um, people might again you're talking about the tech hub uh, sponsored by MT. Uh, and other tenants in the tower, but when I'll, I liken it to when Geico moved to town, uh, there are well over 3,000 jobs in the area now, and everybody asked if well, we would be threatened by that. Would they be uh, poaching employees from a small insurance company in Buffalo? And of course, that's not their business model. Their business model is to take people right out of school and teach them their way, the Geico way of doing business, and I applaud them for that. Uh, what happens with that is there are people who find their way out of Geico and find their way into merchants. Um, and again, looking at the tower and the technology hub in a very similar fashion, I expect some spectacular technology talent to become resident from inside as well as outside the area. Not everybody's gonna find a home there and it's gonna create opportunity for our IT department. Uh, and kind of as a property owner, when we've been, um, we've been resident in the downtown area for all of our hundred years within about a one square mile area, but we built our building in 1964-65 and have owned it since. And for a number of years, uh, we felt like we were the only people in town at that end of Main Street. And it's great to see some vibrancy and we're really looking forward to uh, when the building is up and operational in the, in the near future. It'll be exciting to have uh, neighbors who care, including um, Paul Kochmeyer and his group across the street who've done a great job rehabbing uh, three buildings directly across Main Street from us. So it's very, very exciting. In fact, one of the individuals who well, we relocated to Buffalo uh, two years ago now is living directly across the street from Merchants and has one of the shortest commutes in town. It's tough to find a long commute, thankfully. That's it one is. of the things we're uh, promoting as well as, you know, that when we're talking to people through the Be in Buffalo campaign, and it goes to your point, people don't want to relocate for one opportunity. They want to see a, a cluster of companies and a career career ladder that they might be able to climb. So, you know, those those kind of advances and that density is only seen as a positive to those folks. Absolutely. So I want to kind of end the conversation more broadly, and I'll leave it up to you guys on where to take it. We'll start with Doug so we can give our outgoing chair, Bob Zach, the final word. But um, Doug, what makes you positive about the future of Buffalo Niagara? Well, I think we've got great momentum. And obviously momentum is, uh, you know, is, is, is uh, dropped off a bit as a result of the pandemic, but it's dropped off for everybody. And um, I, I go back to the um, comments that Bob made about um, the workforce and, and, and all the attributes that, that we have as a, as a region, uh, the resiliency I mentioned, um, I just think it's, um, the, the, you know, the, all, all that the pandemic has done in some respects is to 
um, create a pent-up demand for folks uh, like you and, 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 and the others at Invest Bell for Niagara, but a lot of other folks in the community to get out there and, um, you know, get back to business and to, uh, you know, to look for opportunities for whether it's their own business or if you're in the kind of development side of the, of, of, of the uh, industry, rather, um, you know, really, really going out and looking for, um, you know, those that, that are looking for a fit that would be perfect, a perfect fit for this region. Um, so I, I think there's just a lot of, um, uh, you know, as I put it, I guess, pent up demand to our pent up um, excitement to get back on track with um, uh, the work at hand and, uh, and, and picking up on that momentum because it's still going. And, and you mentioned the Seneca One Tower. Um, you know, every day uh, that building seems to evolve um, even even more. Uh, and, and, uh, and But that's just, you know, one project that we all happen to be looking at as we look out our windows. There's plenty more uh, in the region and, and a lot, lot more in the pipeline. And Bob, same question to you. What makes you optimistic? Um, probably the most important thing is that Invest Buffalo Niagara has a better person leading its board now in Doug. I think that bodes well for our community. Um, secondly, uh, and a little more seriously, the digital toolkit that, uh, Greg, you and your fellow uh, Invest Buffalo Niagara members have put together over the past 10, 15 years is outstanding. And again, in, in this re remote circumstance, we find ourselves in positions, Buffalo, even better to succeed. Um, and I, I look back to our, our reasons for investing originally and continuing to invest in Buffalo, and it, it really isn't for any kind of direct business benefit. Uh, we have a, a less than 15% of our business in the Western New York area, but two thirds of our employees are resident in Western New York. And my view is that anything we can do to strengthen the economic and social fabric of Western New York is good for us as a company. It increases the desirability of Western New York as a place to live, work, and play, and provides a better environment for our existing uh, employees. So we're thrilled to be uh, continuing investors in the work you and your team does. Thank you both so much for your time today. Before I let you go, we have a couple hard-hitting blizzard round fun questions. We will go, I'll ask a question, then we'll go Doug, Bob, wrap it up. We'll be done in a couple minutes. Okay. If you were a flavor of ice cream, Doug, what would you be? Strawberry. Vanilla, it goes with anything. <laughs> Book or TV show that you'd recommend? Uh, Legacy. Book about uh, the all-black uh, New Zealand um, rugby team. Any live sporting event right now. <laughs> Sounds great right now, yeah. Text or phone call? Phone call. Phone call. Bills or Sabres? That's a tough one. <laughs> I got to think about that. Can't, I can't pick both. I mean, Bills could. Bills? <laughs> Bills. All right. How about this? Short-term bills, long-term savers. <laughs> kind of both. We'll take it. Hiking or skiing? Hiking. Hiking. And last question, most important, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Drumstick. Flat. Thank you both so much for you know, your commitment to our organization and our region and for your time today. We really appreciate it. Hey, Greg, let me also thank Bob for all that he's done 
as the uh, outgoing chair. Um, he took over when um, the organization was really making some major changes. Um, and Bob, you led us through those changes uh, with flying colors and can't thank you enough for, for all you've did done uh, and all you'll hopefully continue to do to keep the, uh, the ship steering in the right direction. Thanks for the kind words, Doug. And Greg, you've just made me hungry. <laughs> Time for some wings. Thank you both. privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.